adesso parte il tiro, rete, 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 un gol straordinario! This way, Gospel Podcast that brings the latest and greatest news from the world of Syria, not Syria, European football. We got the Euros happening hey. right now. Let's go. Hey, yeah, uh, Yahoo. I mean, we're all in a good mood, obviously, for a uh, very particular reason, but uh, just to give a little explanation on what we're doing, uh, decided that we wanted to do uh, just some post match uh, recap. Uh, episodes of the podcast uh, for the duration of the Euros, just because again, we I feel like there's uh, there's enough to talk about uh, each match, just to kind of get a nice recap for everyone in case you missed it, or in case you just want to hear uh, how good or how or hear us complain how poor they play, etc. Um, but uh, mainly hear Paulo complain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll it's basically just a, an avenue for Paulo to kind of get his uh, his grief out, um, unless they win. But then, but then it'll be grief for his uh, his betting. Is that, <laughs> is that accurate, Paul? Uh, no, no, not today. I mean, uh, I picked, like I said in our last episode, we did. Um, I had Turkey finishing last, so uh, you know the, the result that we'll get to uh, it certainly helps for that. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, that's uh, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, Okay, well, let's. Uh, we're not gonna. We're not gonna dilly dally here because again, it's gonna be a very tight episode. We're just gonna kind of recap the game and just have some thoughts on, uh, you know, what we saw and what we didn't see, what we would like to happen and what did happen. So uh, let's get to it then. Uh, first off, I guess we'll talk about the starting eleven. So who has that up, Chris? Do you have that uh, in front of you? I have it memorized. Oh my God! You yeah, beautiful, man. <laughs> so I mean, you have it tattooed. Joe... You have it tattooed on your arm. <laughs> Each game, it's a new tattoo. <laughs> uh, obviously, G. Joe, no complaints there. I don't think you can, can complain. Um, Spinazzola, left back. Bonucci, uh, Chiellini, and then uh, Florenzi at right back. Um, midfield: Barella, Jorginho, Locatelli, and then Insigne, Berardi as your left and right wingers, and then Immobile up top. Uh, I won't spend too much time on it because I think last episode I went off a little bit. But obviously, I, I'm not in favor of Bonucci, Bonucci and Chiellini starting at center back. But I have accepted that that's what it's going to be. Um, <laughs> the preference would be Bastoni and Achebe. But again, I'll move on past that. Um, I don't disagree with Florenzi starting. Um, but I can see how the way the game went in the second half with his substitute, how some people might be saying he shouldn't start the next game, but I won't jump the gun there. Uh, the rest of the starting 11, I was, uh, I was okay with. 
Paulo, what do you think? Yeah, yeah I, I figured when I saw the started lineup, I'm like, well, this is pretty much the exact same uh, starting 11 that uh, Mancini played against uh, the Czech Republic. And I thought last it was Friday. the right... Yeah, last Friday, exactly. And I thought it was the right move. I think uh, Berardi uh, was playing, has been playing better for uh, the Italian national team than Keyes at this point. Um, and then again, uh, Florenzi over, over Di Lorenzo, I think was the right to start off with. And again, uh, no complaints for uh, Spinazzola. Uh, Chris, to your point, uh, you mentioned Berucci and Chiellini. Uh, again, uh, last last episode, uh, I mentioned that Chiellini is at least good for one game. Uh, you know, that pairing is good for at least one game. And I think that the, this game was it because as we'll get into uh, the first half, uh, you know, it, Turkey's forward line was perfectly set up for the for a Panucci Kilini pair. And, and what I will say, sorry, before uh, Mike and Julian, you jump in, as much as I would obviously prefer Bastoni and Acerbi, I will say there is something you know to be said for the chemistry that Bonucci and Kilini have. I don't think there are too many center back pairings at the Euros that have been together for you know around a decade. Uh, and at the center back position, I think that chemistry is important. So um, I just don't want to, you know, shit on them completely. I, I think there is some value with having them, just not as much value as uh, there could be. <laughs> Julian. Um, yeah, I mean, I I agree with everybody else's sentiments. Like, I don't think there were any surprises in the starting 11. Um, yeah, like it was virtually, I, as Paul said, the same lineup against the Czech Republic. I think even people then knew at that lineup that would be the same 11 that would start uh, today. So, yeah, I got no complaints. Yeah, I think, uh, and again, we, we can talk about what happened during the game to kind of go through maybe what maybe the starting lineup could have been or should have been, et cetera. But I think going off of that game last Friday, that's probably the right move anyways, right? You have a, you have a set kind of agenda on who you think it should start and could start and, just seeing that through is probably the right thing, but uh, let's, I guess, yeah, we'll get into it. And we'll talk about, like you said, Chris, uh, kind of changes that were made and, and maybe what makes more sense here. So let's talk first, uh, obviously the first half. So um, yeah, I mean, Italy kind of comes out uh, and is really kind of pushing the play themselves. Like they, they, they have the majority of possession almost from the get go. Yeah, I mean, with, with the midfield three that Italy has, and that's, again, without Verratti, I think Italy will always be in a position to, to dominate possession when you have, you know, three very technical players like that. Uh, I hadn't seen Turkey play too much in the past, you know, year and a bit, so I didn't know what to expect, but that was a, it was a very low block. Uh, you know, people want to use the term park the bus. I think it's pretty safe to say they did that. And it was frustrating for me, um, it was nice, sorry, it was nice watching Italy move the ball around, but they kept getting into all wide areas and, you know, Spinazzola, Florenzi, you know, Insigne, Berardi, and they would pick their head up to cross the ball, which is great. But you looked up and all you would see is Immobile, maybe Barella, and then four Turkish defenders. So mm -hmm. the, the, the odds of, the, of completing that craft, uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that cross, <laughs> that craft cross, uh, the odds were very More low. Crap. So that that was very it was frustrating for me anyways just seeing uh, Italy try and, and get the ball wide and cross I know uh, Paulo you're with your uh, by the bylines philosophy you're probably not that we'll, but we'll, we'll get that in a second 
Yeah. Um, it just, it, it <laughs> wasn't just, working for me. Just quickly there, just to talk, touch on uh, Turkey's formation then. It, it was, it was basically like a four, one, four, one, basically something like that. Like there was, they had a lot back. It was, I think meant to clog up a lot of that middle zone. But for, for what I noticed was that uh, for all Ailey's possession, uh, they were they were kind of weak. It was the same thing that kind of happened during the Czech Republic game last week where the first 20 minutes they were kind of uh, feeling out the play, uh, struggling to kind of um, maintain um, strong possession in, the, in their opponent's half and actually kind of gave up possession and allowed Turk to grow into the game. I know there was at some points in the first half where I thought, well, you know, maybe these Turks are going to kind of like pop up uh, with a with an important chance uh, with a shot on target. But you know, uh, what I, I believe Turkey finished with no shots on target at the end of the first half. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try to. I don't know if on hand here or offhand rather if if that's what happened. But it's definitely it could have been. It definitely seemed like that was the case. Yeah, Julian, uh, what do you think about that? Uh, non penalty call. <laughs> Which one? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So first, just to touch on Turkey, honestly, it looked like they were just playing for the draw. Like, I seriously think that's what their goal was, just to try and come out and get some point, get one point against Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I don't think that was ever going to happen. This is Italy's first tournament in five years. <laughs> we won't. <laughs> so I'm going to say about that one. And they're playing at home. So I... Mm-hmm. I mean, like that. Certain Turkey was never winning this game. Well, um, just to, well, for that point, they were playing at home, but you know, three thousand Turkish fans actually yeah, made more noise than than the rest of the of the Italian faithful there. Yeah, and at the beginning, you could hear a lot of jeering almost uh, as yep. the Italians were touching the ball. Right? It was mm-hmm. it just that's a funny point because they were at home, but technically they were at home. But uh, that's it. There was definitely some loud fans there. Which is great for the game. They're back. Fans are back in the game, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, sorry to go back to the penalty. Yeah, so the first couple that there were, I think they were all correct non-calls. The last one right before half. That one, I mean, just the way penalties have been called this year, I thought it should be a penalty. I can understand why, because I... Again, I don't think the defender really has any time to react to it, so I can understand why it wasn't called. But that was literally called 100% of the time this season. Yeah, that, that's that's bang on. Like the, my, my thoughts exactly. And do I, I? I would prefer for those to not be called in the future. Like consistently, I don't want that to be called for all the reasons Julian mentioned. He, you know, the defender just doesn't have time to react. But the way the rule is written, that's supposed to be called, unless the rule has been changed or unless. Uh, the Euros are using a different set of rules uh, that I'm not aware of that should have been called. Now, thankfully, it, it didn't influence the the second half too much, but um, that could have been a good way for, for Italy to go into the half with a, a deserved lead. But um, yeah, I mean, it was called a lot in Serie A this year, and so that ex- that might explain why you know, <laughs> the players were were uh, were more upset. But yeah, we'll see how the tournament plays out if uh, similar calls go the same way. And, and, you know, this uh, non-VAR call came right after, I believe it was right after Insigne kind of screwed a shot wide, correct? Uh, well, it was a little bit after, but actually we have audio of that, so let's yeah. uh, listen to uh, to that quickly here. Move the ball forward quickly, they oh. pass forward quick. That's just Christian Jack, and we love him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, here we go. Here, right here. And just to chat on that again, that was that it wasn't uh, really right before this uh, these incidents. This was at about the twentieth minute, um, and it was kind of what the first half looked like for Insigne and even Berardi. I felt like even Immobile, they all all, all those guys kind of struggled uh, to really find that final touch in in you know the final third of the field there. Like it, it was almost like. Uh, they were thinking too much about it. And, you know, like you said, Chris, they would look up and, you know, there'd be four Turkish defenders there. But at the same time, they're trying to make these weird, uh, awkward passes instead of just the simple ones as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Insigne is trying to, you know, flick it back uh, <laughs> instead of, like, again, just something simple. But but this was an opportunity for him that he he ends up missing. And, and I mean, it could have been, like Paulo said, if the Tur- Turkish, you know, forwards end up going backwards... Uh, at some point, and, and just a quick counter, he could have regretted it for sure. Uh, Michael, I'm glad you brought up that point. Um, I was watching uh, the game, uh, the first half, uh, from uh, on the Italian feed, the, the Rye feed, and uh, Mancini mentioned, they were talking about Mancini saying that to stop forcing the ball, in, and that's exactly what you were mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of had that feeling that they were kind of, uh, you know, f- uh, forcing the play down the wings, uh, as Chris said, looking for those crosses that, you know, there wasn't really anyone uh, open because uh, Turkey was playing uh, a bank of four. And then, uh, in, which, which, what led, which, which led to the giveaways where that allowed Turkey, as I mentioned earlier, allowed Turkey to get back into the game. And, and that's what, what, for me, in the first half, as Chris mentioned, it was a stressful first half in the sense that, you know, the, some of the play was allowing Turkey to grow into the game, which is a you know, a bad feeling, uh, especially going in zero zero to halftime. Yeah. And you kind of got the sense, like, I, I mean, I, at least I did is that, you know, are they going to bottle this? It's like, do they have, <laughs> they have such a good opportunity. They've had great looks Are is it going to be one of those tournaments where, you know, they just can't find, uh, can't find their form to finish it, finish things off. Right. Um, I don't know if you guys thought that too. Yeah. I mean, I was never too, too worried in the first half, mainly because again, obviously Turkey was basically, you know, dropping in deep into that low block, trying to play on the counter. And usually when you play on the counter, usually you're relying on your one forward to outrun your opponent's center backs. And Paulo, I think you touched on this last week, but uh, Yilmaz is 35 or he's very close to it. Uh, Pace was never really, you know, his best attribute. And so at 35, he's obviously slowed down. So, I was never worried about Yilmaz, uh, you know, beating Chiellini and Bonucci um, for pace and behind. So that was probably the main reason why I, uh, I was sure a little worried in the first half, but I wasn't panicking because uh, the threat of Yilmaz wasn't really, wasn't really there for me. Um, but for the the start of the second half, and I, I was on a call with Julian and uh, Rosario at halftime, and right before we hung up and before the second half started, I don't know if you remember Julian, but I just finished off by saying I didn't think. Florenzi got forward enough in the first half. So I know he, when he was, when he had possession and there was space in front of him, yes, you know, he dribbled and he took that yeah. space, which is nice, but you didn't see him overlapping Berardi or making an underlapping run with Barella um, like you did with Spinazzola on the other side. And sure enough, I look up and, and Di Lorenzo's coming on the pitch. Um, right. So I, I don't know what you guys thought of Di Lorenzo, but I thought he influenced the game significantly. Um, 
especially for a halftime sub like that. It was a good call by uh, Robbie Mancho. Just quickly, I'll I'll jump in. I think yeah, I agree. I think it was a great sub. It it, it was you know he he ends up again just providing a little bit more dy- dynamics. Um, but to your point about Florenzi, there there definitely was again, like you said, there's times where he gets the ball, and I felt like that's when he was doing his best. Is he would grab it, you know, and he he would run it upfield. He would hoof it upfield because no one was stopping him, but. Uh, he just didn't do that enough for me. And and I think that's, like you said, he wasn't, there was no overlap. There was no other kind of um, build-up play on his part. And that's probably why, again, it's it, it being such a short tournament, you have to be able to make those calls quickly. And again, he made, Robbie Mancho made that call very quickly. Uh, Julian, I definitely, Paulo? Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, definitely, I definitely enjoyed it more. And it, it showed, um, you know, what, what, and it showed on, on the first goal, right? Uh, Chris was talking about how they were trying to get in deep and mentioned uh, my, my favorite um, style is, uh, is by the bylines. And, and that's exactly <laughs> what uh, the first goal was, was uh, yeah, Berardi essentially uh, close to the byline around the six-yard box and played it across to a Demerel that had uh, immobile behind them. So he had no choice but to touch the ball and it ended up going... Uh, into his own net, so uh, you know, as damn if you do, and damn if you don't. You know, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get that ball, Immobile is directly behind that pass from from Berardi. Right. Yeah, and then as soon as that goal went in, then I think Turkey, as I said earlier, their game plan was to play for a draw. Then at that point, they tried to kind of go a little bit more attacking, but that left their whole defensive shell in shambles from that point. Yeah. But but even before that, Julian, like I, I kind of felt that they that they opened up in the to start off the second half, right? Like around the, the fiftieth, like like just before Italy scored, uh, about the fifty minute mark, they kind of uh, started forcing the play more, looking uh, looking to move up the field, which which again led to kind of Italy uh, sitting back and um, and jumping on the counterattack. Yeah, and I yeah I think they realized like they were holding Italy for long enough, so I think they just were hoping to kind of grab one goal on the counterattack, but again, that they kind of left that defensive shell, which, I mean, Italy still had a couple chances to score in the first half. They had, as you mentioned, the Insigne miss. They had the Chiellini header, which the keeper made a great save on. Um, yeah. But once they, once they kind of, I don't want to say abandoned that shell, but kind of drifted away from it, then it was it was over at that point. Yeah, and you spoke about uh, again. It's it, it was almost again that obviously that first goal did it, and then it wasn't long after that the uh, the second goal comes right. So this so the first goal obviously was uh, it was an own goal by Demerol. The Second goal uh, was Spinazzola, who um, he's ha- he was having a great half as well, and I think a lot of people are saying I'm not sure about you guys. We can talk about this now. But a lot of people are saying he was kind of the man of the match. I found that he he was very uh, he was very good. He definitely um, outperformed the other side of the field, uh, and he was you know whenever they needed him to be running up and, and to be getting the balls, you know he was there. So I I can definitely agree with that. Uh, in any case, the first goal happens because he gets across. Uh, he uh, takes it uh, pretty well. He's able to kind of stopping it and it's a very hard shot and it, it, the keeper can't really do much but kind of let it bounce out and Immobile is right there 
and boom, it's in the net. Yeah, just shot made it through like three or four defenders somehow. It was a great shot on net. Sorry, yeah, I, I I was gonna say I I do agree that Spina. I, I actually sorry, who got man of the match? Are, are they handing it, out man of the? It, it was yeah. I saw Spina had a trophy at the end of the game. Okay, they did? okay, I'll, okay. Yeah. I was gonna uh, I was gonna debate that if it wasn't him because yeah, I think for <laughs> any time, uh, especially a fullback can influence a game as much as he did. I think it'd be hard not to give that player the man of the match award. Uh, the the other player who. Uh, I think he goes under the radar often uh, is Jorginho. And uh, I just found with him and it's the usual with him, but it's not flashy. It's not the sexy play. It's just when, when Italy is kind of panicking and, you know, Turkey is putting on a bit of a press. uh, He's the guy that will settle the ball down with his first touch, play a pass to somebody who has time and space, and then Italy can, you know, maintain their composure, keep possession and and play out. So um, I, I find it goes unnoticed, especially when, you know, guys like Spinazzola and Insigne are doing um, things like uh, what they did today. But uh, I thought Jorginho had a, a good game as well. Uh, Chris, I'm glad you mentioned that. Like, I during the, especially during the first half, I thought you know Italy is just so much better with Jorginho in the lineup. Uh, you mentioned it, that they kind of regain their composure every time he's on the ball. He's, he's kind of a metronome. He dictates the temp, Italy's tempo, and it's. Um, Especially when they're we're, when they're trying to uh, break out uh, from their own half and look to find those uh, quick passes to kind of break forward, and he's he's always the one delivering those uh, quick uh, quick to break passes. Yeah, yeah. He's their Brozovic, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not talking little about them. shameless <laughs> interplug there. Eh? <laughs> yeah, shameful, shameful. And uh, honestly, I, I thought, you know, outside of the players who, you know, got the name on, on, on the score sheet, uh, like I thought, as Chris mentioned, Jorginho, I thought um, could be considered, you know, one of the best players um, out there today. What do we think about uh, Borella's play today while we're talking about inter people? Julian, oh, you go first. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I mean, I thought he also had a great game. I thought the midfield overall played well. Um, like, Turkey really really didn't have much at all throughout this game, right? And I think Italy's midfield was kind of the reason for that. They dictated the play, and quite frankly, I think overall they dominated. I don't know if you can kind of just pinpoint the one guy. In Oberella, there's a few plays that he made that were great. I know he was drifting wide as per Mancini's system. Um I mean, of course, I thought he played well. I always think he plays well. I think a lot of what he does goes under the radar. Um, but again, overall, I think the midfield was the real strong suit. Uh, to your point, Julian, like he always plays well, but I, I, I thought that he didn't have um, much influence on this game when compared last week to the Czech Republic. I remember uh, he was in uh, similar positions that, uh, that that took up against the Czech Republic, and they didn't have that. Um, offensive threat that he usually brings. Also, um, I felt like that the Turks were more physical against them. I thought he took a lot of fouls, and I think that uh, kind of dictated his play as well. Yeah, I saw a little thing on Twitter. They showed in the first half that he was actually kind of being shadowed, so that's why um, he started out a little quiet, but then second half they... Turkey they brought on they kind of changed their system up a little bit and then he had a little bit more 
a little bit more freedom, and then he was kind of able to grow into the game. Right. Chris? I'll go and get Chris's ahead. No, I would just say he had a a good game. I don't think, you know, he was exceptional. I don't think uh, it was anything out of the ordinary. It was just, it was a good game. I feel like Barella is probably Italy's most consistent player. You're always going to get that 7 out of 10 performance. And then obviously he's capable of those 9 and 10 out of 10 performances. But uh, I'm not worried about him. He's he's just, he's always going to deliver. And I think as teams, as we saw, as teams start to open up more and they're not in those deep blocks, then you'll really see Barella, uh, you know, blossom, so to speak, because um, with that extra time and space, he's able to take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, the only knock I have, Barella, it's not on Barella. It's that I think he played too much today. I think he, especially after the result was kind of in the bag, I feel like he could have been off. Um just because, not because he's going to, you know, there's fatigue, whatever. I mean, there's probably some fatigue because they're playing every four days. But uh, I just, I found it was getting a little chippy at, in the second half later, right? So it, he, there was definitely a couple where he was involved in that I was like, okay, well, I don't want, I don't want this to happen to Barella for sure. Mm-hmm. Even though he plays for Inter, I don't want him to break a leg, of course. <laughs> um, no. Sorry, go ahead. How gentlemanly of you. Yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) We're finally coming together. Um, (laughs) No, I I agree with that, Mike. I think for for similar reasons, uh, Barella is a guy that, like, literally runs himself into the ground, like, every Mm -hmm. game. Like, Julian, you would know more than than all of us, but he's always going 100 miles an hour. And so I feel like sometimes you have to uh, save a guy like that from himself. Um, So, if you know, if you you have 10 minutes at the end of a game where you're up 3-0... I think you do need to give those guys a chance to just, you know, pump the brakes and, and have a seat on the bench. Um, maybe as the, as the tournament goes on against Switzerland and Wales, we will see that, you know, fingers right. crossed we have a lead, but I do agree. I thought he should have been one of the guys that, that came off at the end, but. Well, let's talk about quickly before uh, the, the rest of the kind of guys came off. So it's two, nothing at this point um, Immobile scored. And before a bunch of other substitutes happen, uh, just a, a mistake obviously by uh the turkish keeper and uh, i think it's berardi who ends up uh take bringing it down um the four attacking players that are on the field for italy just kind of uh, attack like a shark <laughs> sniffing blood like they just they they run up it goes from berardi into the middle uh i can't i'm, I'm not sure if it was immobile first or whoever it was but then it kind of eventually gets to uh insigne so it goes one, two, three, four, Insigne on the, on the left side. Uh, and then he obviously here does this. Heading away for Turkey. Insigne, three. They've got three Italy in a game in the finals of a European Championship. And that's why it was a surprise when he missed in the first half, Alan. It was a beautiful finish. There you go. Um, so I think the other player was Borella. Is that possible? No, Immobile. Um, I just Im- checked. Immobile got the assist officially. Well, well, Immobile was the first one, but I think it went Berardi, Borella, Immobile, then Insigne. I think. Maybe. I think based on what I saw there. But uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Again, in any case, it was uh, you know perfect placement by Insigne as well. It makes up obviously for the first half um, miss, which was almost as much of a. Uh, I mean, this was definitely more of a gimme than that first one. But again, makes up for it for sure. 
What do we yeah, say to that? Yeah, that was I think, like a classic Insigne curler of a shot. Hits it first time. I, it was one of those ones where I, I knew it was going in. I, I, didn't, need to, I didn't need to worry about that. Yeah, but uh, yes. going back to the first one, it, it, as much as I, I love the, the strike on the second one, he has to score those first ones because as Italy goes deeper in the tournament, they're not going to get 25 shots a game. They're going to get six or seven. Yeah. And, you know, two will be on target. So, um, again, good on him for redeeming himself with a great finish. But uh, I'm sure he's probably uh, wishing he came away with two goals this game. Well, that's it. And let's, you know, talking about, you know, if they get, let's say they get past the elimination or into the elimination round, rather. It's it, it's more likely uh, that, you know, they're going to play like a, a big team, like a France or someone eventually. Yeah. And that's it. They, they need to be able to, he needs to be able to, put those games to rest a lot earlier than, than what he did. Yeah. Uh, who's having a party? I, I, I think they're part of their, they're excited about the euros. Clearly. It, it, I don't, I don't a... have any friends. So. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, that's what happens when, uh, when Italy wins three nothing, right? So, uh, <laughs> part, Fest, Festa. 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 Yeah. But, but uh, no, I'm definitely glad that, uh, that a senior score, he definitely deserved the goal in this game. Uh, I'm excited also because uh, I chose him in my fantasy team. So, you know, <laughs> uh, and, and the betting team. comes yeah. out here. <laughs> <laughs> it, there was time. I don't know what the over under was, but we're probably at 30 minutes here. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> But again, this uh, this bodes well for, for for the next game, and you know, like I said, a three nothing win going against two, you know, what what I thought was the second best team in 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 the group, uh, a three nothing win, three points in the bag. You uh, thought? I thought you said it was the the worst. No, the Turkey. I said you know, Switzerland's the next game, correct? Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were so. Talking. You know, you're going against the second best team in, in the group, uh, Switzerland. Right. Yeah. Uh, three points, uh, three goals, four. Uh, a positive performance against Switzerland guarantees you uh, you go into the round of sixteen. Yeah, and to that point, that's the first time that Italy has scored three, uh, three goals, more than three goals, or more than two goals, I guess. More than two uh, at the Euros ever. Um, so that's just a an added bonus for them, and uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Also, uh, yeah. Goal, oh, first goal in the tournament on goal. By the way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I so. heard somewhere it was like the fifth time that's happened. Is there that possible? Go. Something like that. Yeah. Paul, did you so, bet on that? I know. Yeah. I, I, I wish I did though. <laughs> 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 Idiot. But so two things happened that are well, first, but you know that are considered rare. Uh, you know, an own goal to open up a tournament and Italy scoring three in a in a in a major uh, major yeah. finals final right. final tournament. So it's, it was an interesting day to say the least. Michael, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, okay, so what do we we got through everything we wanted to. I think there's that's pretty much the game, and and like we said, it's uh, ends up being a three nothing victory for the Azzurri, and. Um, yeah, I mean, we look forward to when's the next game? It's on uh, Wednesday, the Wednesday, sixteenth. Yeah, against right. Switzerland, I believe. Correct, please correct me. Uh, I think you're I right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, if Variety, you know, if there's any changes, I think Variety will get the start if Steam uh, fit. Um, so I think he'll he'll get to play. I'm always a bit concerned. I saw Variety kind of limp off. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, his calf looks like yeah. his calf. So that's gonna be a question mark. Uh, you know, Case is there in reserve. I know uh, we saw uh, Bernardeschi uh, rischiare la giocata today. <laughs> uh, so you know, maybe him he can be considered an option. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> but I don't uh, know. You know with you. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it was great to see Bernadeschi Viscate Lachokata. So good for him. Good for him. <laughs> I, I think he probably plays against Wales if, uh, if it's a positive result, like you said, against Switzerland. If it's or positive, more than positive. If it's, a, if it's another win, I think there's oh, a possibility that, yeah, that there's a little bit more of a, a swap there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, outside of this, I think uh, I personally thought uh, – Berardi had a little bit of a tough game just overall. He he ends up again. They end up with a three nothing win, so you can't. I'm nitpicking at this point, right? They they end up winning, so it's great. I think I would like to see more from him in terms of being able to uh, just finish, uh, not finish as in put the ball in the net, but just kind of complete plays um, and not uh, not lose possession or not lose your nerve to make the right play. Uh, when you're in front of goal or, or even in, in the attacking zone, because again, those are, those are so important. Like you said, Chris, those are so important in these tournaments when again, there's three games to, to qualify and then, then it's one game and you're out. Right. Yeah. So, so it's uh, yeah, for sure. That's for me. I, I would just like to see perhaps uh, Chiesa. I'm not sure if he's going to play, I obviously play today uh, as a substitute, but I'd like to see him play a little bit more. I, I want to see what he does perhaps against Wales. If that's where he ends up playing. A game, a full game. If 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 so, maybe they maybe there is more of a uh, a swap against Switzerland as well. I guess we'll see. Any pred- yeah. predictions for the starting lineup or for the game? Both. Uh, I think, assuming Veradi is healthy and Veratti is not healthy, I think it stays the same. And uh, I'll predict a one nil against one nil for the Azzurri. Julian. Um, yeah, I think it'll stay the same as well, unless, as you mentioned, unless Variety's fit. Um, and we'll go, I'll go 2-0, double up. Hmm. Good. Okay, so I, I think they're pushing hard for Variety to, to be fit for this game. I think, again, um, I had Switzerland down as the bogey game. Uh, so I think this is where I, this is where I think they're gonna they're gonna be cause some problems. They're gonna you know take a lot of pressure. I think this is a game that's uh, that's gonna be a challenge for them. So I'm going one one. I hopefully that is not the case. Hopefully I'm wrong, but my gut feeling says one one. Yeah, I I also have a draw in my mind here. I'm not sure if that's again just seeing the result today has changed a little bit of what I was thinking earlier. But before today, I, I said, you know what, I think that Switzerland game ends in a draw just because I want, I think Switzerland will finish second. But, uh, and I think that had to happen based on what I was doing in my pool. I don't remember exactly. Um, <laughs> but I think that, uh, yeah, there's, there's more chance for me that this game over the Wales game ends in a draw. So I think that's probably accurate. 1 1. I, I don't see Italy giving up more than two goals. Uh, or more than one goal, rather. So I think I'll probably have to do one-one or zero-zero to finish. I, it. I, th- I think they conceded eight goals in their last like uh, 20, 20 games mm-hmm. or something. I don't know, or 
or 20 of the 32 games that they played, I guess now 33. So it's what, 21 and 33 were clean sheets. Mm. And, and I guess in the perfect world, Switzerland and Wales tie tomorrow, draw. Yes. And yeah. then if Italy beats Switzerland, they're already pretty much yes. guaranteed a spot yes. through, right? right. So, yeah, yeah, they would be. They would be at six points. <clears throat> yeah, so. Yes. But that but that never happens for Italy, so <laughs> not counting on it. Yeah. Somehow yeah. they're both gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, well hey, you who who's Apollo, you get back to your party, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, no Azuri babies tonight, you understand? No, 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 of course not. No. That's not yet. That that's gonna be that's gonna be uh one th- the final after the final exactly yeah yes, <laughs> um okay does that uh does that satisfy everyone's uh podcast I, I, for today I, I think we covered everything i think we covered all yeah, the major, I think major we're talking points from the game uh great um okay well you know what then let's uh let's call it there again it's a quick episode of 40 minutes ish i think we we ended up around here so that's great um we will see everybody oh, on. Uh, one more thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, Paulo. Uh, so, yeah, we announced our winner for our Italy jersey giveaway. Uh, congratulations to Ennio, uh, Ennio Martino. Yeah. Yeah. It was one a 10th year anniversary, 2006 anniversary for a long sleeve Italy jersey away jersey. And he, he's requesting that we customize it with a Bernadeschi on <laughs> As Nima's... Uh, After his master class Nima performance. Saying, exactly. And it's Nima saying that it's at Paulo's expense. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure, Paulo, how you want to handle that. You go ahead. And, oh, no. I, I know I, there was I, no point. I, 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 I do, yeah, there's no point. I don't want to ruin that jersey. <laughs> yeah. Then, then uh, I mean, you can mark it, mark it up with some marker. Just write Bernard <laughs> on it. Bruce Gamble, that's yeah, that's right. Uh, no, but again, that's that's uh, that's a no from for us, dog. <laughs> we're not going to customize that jersey. No, get it as it is, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, is that? Uh, I guess we covered it. Uh, let's see. Maybe. Hey, let's see what we can work out. Perhaps we can get another thing to you know, depending on how Italy does. Uh, we'll see if maybe we can announce some other jersey giveaways. Just anything. Maybe we have something you know in the closet that we want to give away. Uh, let's let's just the four of us kind of think about it and we'll get back to everyone else later yeah sure okay sure <laughs> okay all right uh again let's uh let's call it so um yeah thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you i guess the next game is on wednesday june 16th italy switzerland uh, and we'll have a pod for you uh very shortly after that so again enjoy the rest of the games up until then and Forza Zuri, let's go. Hey.